So how do moms like us become the best parents we can be while also making time for self-care, creativity, and projects that matter? Parenting and raising humans can be hard. Being a mother and changemaker can be even harder, but it's a heck of a lot more rewarding. With the right mindset, support, and systems in place, moms can have a huge positive impact on the lives of their families, communities, and society as a whole. Unfortunately, and still to this day, cultural norms and traditions try to pigeonhole us into one role or another, perpetuating feelings of mom guilt when they shouldn't be there in the first place. Hi there, I'm Roy Loy, host of the Insider Mom Podcast. Each week, we'll be covering topics and inspirational stories that aim to help mamas break through barriers, release perfection, cultural norms, and mom guilt to become the women, parents, and change makers we're meant to be. So take a deep breath, relax your shoulders, and let's dive right in. Dr. Alana Kewen is a naturopathic doctor whose practice focuses on hormone health, including thyroid conditions, stress management, adrenal dysfunction, and women's hormone balance. Throughout women's lives, hormone imbalances can arise, causing women to feel less optimal than they did before. Dr. Alana takes the time to make the connections between your health concerns in order to address the root cause and get you back to feeling like your best self again. In 2019 and 2020, she won the Canadian Business Award for Best Naturopathic Medical Clinic in Southern Ontario. Let's welcome Dr. Alana Kewen. Hi, Alana. It's so nice to have you on the show. Hi, Roya. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm really excited to dive into the question. So I want to ask you, when were you first introduced to naturopathic medicine and how did you know you wanted to become a naturopathic physician? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, um, I didn't know until I sort of fell into it. So I wrote my MCATs. I was going to be a medical doctor and I really wanted to be a pediatrician actually for a lot of my life. Um, and then my mom had a health crisis and I felt like, you know, there wasn't a lot of hope and there wasn't a lot of options and I'm a really solution focused person. So I think at the time I found that really disheartening, um, because it was sort of like, okay, we followed our sort of, you know, standard algorithm of care and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen here. And I thought there's gotta be something else. And so, you know, I researched more and kind of, you know, learned a little bit more about naturopathic medicine. And when I did a tour of the college, like I, I, it sounds kind of, you know, cliche, but like, I knew that's what I was supposed to do. And it is kind of interesting because my mom, who was an ICU nurse, uh, used to say to me all the time, you're going to be a doctor who never prescribes, you know, any medication, because <laughs> I never wanted to take a lot of medications growing up and things like that. So yeah, it really sort of came to me through circumstance. And then, you know, the more I learned about it, the more intuitively, I just knew like that was what I was meant to do. That's really neat. And you've done a lot of community service activities and volunteering. Uh, What was the most impactful? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I have done um, a lot in my past and I think something I hold really dear to my heart would be Um, I spent a month in Peru volunteering at an all girls orphanage and that was an amazing experience. I think, you know, it was the first time I think I was thrown into more of like real world situation, you know, outside of our, you know, little bubble and, you know, Niagara Falls where I was living at the time. And, 
um, just really getting to see some of the bigger global issues and concerns and, you know, what other people have to face. So I think, you know, really broadening my perspective on uh, global issues and then also just, you know, getting to interact with the little girls was so amazing. And I found it so interesting because, you know, while a part of the program was, you know, Spanish school and trying to learn, learn the language a little bit, I was trying my best to speak in, you know, my broken Spanish, I'm sure at the time. Um, and yet, you know, I got paired with a girl where my, my role really was to teach her math. And so the language became less important. And actually it really showed me also how math is such a universal language. Cause I was really able to help her a lot, um, with my limited Spanish and, and improving her, uh, you know, on her math skills. So that was really cool. I really connected well, um, uh, with the, with the little girls and just, you know, enjoyed my experience there. That's incredible. And going back to your journey into becoming somebody who basically focuses on healing others. Um, I wanted to ask you about the differences between naturopathic medicine and traditional medicine and where they each can help and where the differences lie. Yeah, I think naturopathic doctors really shine in preventative care and chronic health care management. You know, I think a lot of our um, health concerns can be addressed with clinical nutrition. You know, like what are we eating? How are we moving or are we moving? What are our stress hormones, you know, saying? And how are we managing our stress through through our lifestyle? Um, and that doesn't mean we're all gonna be like you know, you know, Zen Buddhist monks sort of meditating all day, you know, I'm a mom of two. So I, I know what it's like to be a working mom and, and be full and, and busy through the week. Um, but I think there's a lot that we can do to, uh, support our bodies, uh, through clinical nutrition with botanical medicine, with Chinese medicine and acupuncture or, um, nutraceuticals, which are supplements, um, and I think that, you know, the overall focus on prevention is really, again, where, where we shine. So I think it's really important to have a health team, which I think is something we don't talk a lot about. You know, I think I'm very grateful for my medical doctor. And I think that, you know, your family doctor plays a really strong role in your health team as well. It's just that, you know, nowadays, I don't think you can only rely on one person for your health care. I think you really need to build your health team so that you have some experts around you and you can lean into them when, you know, when you need them. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, for those who might not be aware of how it works, when a patient comes to you, uh, are, is there any lab work or tests done, or is it just what a naturopathic physician feels needs to happen? A lot of people have this view of like, it's something that's more woo woo people that don't know about naturopathic medicine. There are a lot of people who do, but, um, yeah, I want, I want your take on this. Yeah. I mean, I'm often someone, you know, who is the, the last stop on the road, so to speak, you know, they've seen 20 other people and no one can figure out what's going on with them. And so, um, I'm used to sort of that, you know, I've seen all these people, they, nothing has been uncovered. What are you going to do about it? 
and so, yes, absolutely. That's why we're primary healthcare providers, right? We're trained to um, use diagnostic testing. So lab testing or certain functional medical tests. So that might include, you know, urinary hormone tests or saliva cortisol, so stress hormone tests or um, food sensitivity testing. You know, there's a lot of um, lab work that can be involved because I think it is taking a lot of the times the sort of more superficial stuff that's been done to a little bit of a deeper level. Um, and I think it's, you know, important to sort of start with a little bit more investigation in a lot of cases, because you, you know, because we're private healthcare, you don't want to spend money on treatments and things until you really know what's going on. You want to be really laser focused with the approach. And so I think, you know, that doesn't mean that everyone has to have lab work. I think, you know, again, it depends on what the patient's looking for and their needs. But I think a lot of people appreciate just a little bit more in different investigation, right? Because, you know, it's not that a medical doctor couldn't run these tests. It's that they don't know what to do with them, right? I think we, we just might have different questions that we're trying to answer. And in a way, when you are the person who's kind of that, that last stop on the road, it's a little bit easier because I get all of these tests laid in front of me that the healthcare team before me has run. And I get a chance to sort of cherry pick and go like, Oh, okay, we can take this deeper. We can look over here. So in a way, while we're not like under the same roof, it, it is about, you know, the integrative management of someone's healthcare. So I think that's, that's really important that people know that yes, naturopathic doctors do run a lot of, a lot of tests. Just a super quick break here before we get to the rest of the episode. I want to let you know about a short five page guide I created for busy moms. It's the quick time saving guide and includes a to-do list time blocking sheet hybrid. You can print out that'll help you find more time for the things you want to get done. It also has helpful self-care and supported care tips for moms so you can actually get a chance to de-stress and focus on your own well-being. It's something I've used myself and I think you'll find it super helpful. If you want to check it out, head on over to insidermom.com and sign up. Okay, that's it for now. Let's get back to the episode. And that's really helpful to know because we were talking about this earlier before starting the podcast discussion and we we're talking about the time that's spent with a patient. How much time do you spend getting to know a patient? Is it just like a few minutes in the door and out or, or do you really try to get to the root cause of the problem and how, how much time do you spend with patients overall? Like for example, for an initial or secondary consultation? Yeah, uh, a lot of time. So Typically, initial appointments are an hour and a half in length. And so we're going through a very thorough health history intake. And the beauty of seeing a naturopathic doctor is that we're trained in both conventional and traditional medicine. So, you know, we can look at things from both a Western medicine standpoint, but also an Eastern medicine standpoint. So I might be asking questions that people have never been asked before. Uh, and that really helps, you know, to the more information we have to get to the root cause, I think, um, you know, that's again, something that we're always trying to do. And the more information we have, the more we're able to actually make connections between a patient's health concerns or their symptoms. And that's really where Eastern medicine shines because it isn't just, you know, here's this symptom, here's your treatment. It's here the, here's this collective, you know, six to eight symptoms that really point to an area of imbalance over here. And so while we're addressing, you know, some of the more um, 
you know, traditional or conventional things like anemia, for example. So low, low iron. Sure. We're going to address that over here, but we're also going to work over here because here's maybe the underlying root of um, the reason why you have anemia, you know, in the first place. So the blend of the medicines I think is really, uh, is really important. And so that takes time, you know, and I think because you're also paying for the hourly rate and the time, that's also why you get more time, you know, and um, that's just, that's just what, you know, happens in, in private healthcare. So um, yeah, we, we definitely do spend a lot of time. And I think the initial appointment is really important for kind of getting that, you know, baseline foundation of things to, to go on. And then each follow-up really is dependent on the person, but I think it's rare that I'm spending less than 45 minutes with someone following up. And oftentimes it's a lot more because sometimes when you sort of peel back one layer, you know, it, it, it kind of moves us over here and, and some areas of focus that we need to need to jump to. That's really helpful to know. What are the areas of healing that you focus on specifically? Yeah, uh, that's another great question. I, I see, I think definitely a lot of women and kids, um, you know, it's, I think a big focus of mine would be hormone health, you know, specifically thyroid, just with my own health challenges around that. I think I have like a really, um, personal lens, uh, surrounding it and adrenal health. So adrenal health being like your stress hormones and, you know, anyone who treats thyroid issues knows that you can't really treat the thyroid unless you're focused on the the stress hormones and the the impact the cortisol has on, on that as well. So I think who I end up attracting is a lot of, is a lot of moms and, you know, it's usually like mom comes first and then the whole family ends up coming later. Uh, and it's usually because mom just doesn't feel as good as she could, you know, she's burned out and, uh, and just exhausted and maybe is having some period concerns or mood concerns, or again, it's sometimes a lot of just like, I just don't feel like myself anymore. And so figuring out, you know, how we can support her so that she can, you know, be her best self and her family too. That's great. That's incredible. So how can hormone gut and immune health matters be treated through naturopathic medicine? Yeah, I think, you know, each of the, those systems influence each other, you know, when you come down to the basic physiology of how things function, like a lot of your immune system, you know, is in your gut and your, your, your gut tissue is so important for the way that your, that your hormones are metabolized. So, um, it's, I think it's using things like clinical nutrition and the thing with, you know, nutrition is I've, you know, seen a lot of diets through the years, you know, the keto diet, the paleo diet, the, this, the, that. And I think in the end, it's not about extreme ways of eating, you know, it's really about finding like what works for that person, you know, and I think listening to your patient and really trying to meet them where they're at is also really important. So you know, I don't have a perfect quote unquote diet or style of eating. I don't eat at like a specific way. That's not also just not my style of practice. I know there are a lot of people who, you know, have a very like specific set, like I'm all about keto and I'm all about this, but I just don't think that one style fits one person. And I just don't always like to label it because, you know, there's a lot of body shaming and diet culture that I, I am trying not to feed into, um, with my patients. So you know, your nutrition is more about, you know, how does it, 
how, what is, what's right for your body and, and also changes with different stages of life too. So um, trying to find a way to optimally eat and feel good and empowered in your healthy choices uh, is really, really important for gut immune hormones. And then, you know, we draw on other modalities depending on the person's need. So botanical medicine, I use that a lot. So the use of plants, homeopathic medicine, I haven't even mentioned, I use a lot of homeopathic medicine, uh, especially in kids, because, um, you know, you can have really big shifts uh, in, a, in a short period of time. Kids are quite vital. So they usually heal really quickly. Um, definitely, I do acupuncture and I use traditional Chinese medicine principles in, in every, every visit and every, in every way I think about a patient's um, health and their constitution, definitely traditional Chinese medicine plays a role in that, you know, um, lifestyle. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of counseling to it because I'm a great listener. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, patients just want to be heard and they want someone to be able to take the time to make the connections between their health concerns so that we can find solutions. And that's, that's no shade on medical doctors. Again, we look at things a little bit differently and we just have different questions to answer, which is why I think having an ND and an MD on your team is really important. Just like having a chiropractor, you know, in naturopathic college, we learn massage and chiropractic as well, but that was just never my, my forte. So that's why I'm aligned with, you know, other amazing professionals. And I can refer down the hallway when, um, when those modalities are, are necessary for sure. And you really brought up a really interesting point on the fact that you focus on, you know, making sure the patient is heard and yeah, patients do want to be heard. They have concerns that sometimes for years have gone, you know, un, un, unnoticed or they just weren't listened to. And it can be really powerful to have somebody there who's really working with you to try to, you know, help heal you. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really powerful. Um, before having your children, do you always know you wanted to have home births and how did you prepare for them? Yeah, I think that I really started to align myself, you know, with women who had had a lot of home births, maybe in the, in the years before the few years before having kids. And so I was really lucky to hear about you know, women speak about their birth experience, you know, and not talk about birth, like it was this big, scary thing. And to really hear a lot of empowering stories about um, their letting their body do what it was supposed to do and meant to do, right. So I think that I started, you know, really thinking about home births a few years before, probably not, you know, in my early days, but you know, a few years before having kids because of aligning with women who had had such great experiences. And I think prepping for a home birth, you know, the biggest key would be, you know, not getting so married to your plan. You know, I think it's, it's always having like a loose birth plan of how you want things to go. Um, And even I had two home births. So even, you know, in both of those experiences, knowing that like, yep, there's a potential that I might have to go to the hospital. But, um, you know, I would think for me, I was just really hoping to keep it, um, you know, as minimal intervention as possible. And I'm also, I was also the most comfortable in my home. So 
um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of, kind of how I, how I came about it. Yeah. And just a full disclaimer here for, um, the listeners who might be considering it, it's where we are in Ontario, it's actually, you know, available and, um, midwives are able to teach about it and serve clients in their homes, but it's not available everywhere for, for example, for certain parts of the States or other countries. So if you're, if you are considering it, it is something that you have to talk with your personal care provider with. And also there are some conditions that probably it might not be best for. So whether you have pre-existing health conditions or if your primary care provider um, perhaps deems you high risk due to a certain issue or group B strep or many other issues, you really have to be sure that you've done your homework and you've talked with your care provider to make sure it's the right decision. But for some people, uh, it can be a really good, you know, decision. And um, some, like, like you had said, it was something that you were exposed to. And I think a lot of us are exposed to these, you know, I almost like, it's almost like violent images of birth on media or in, uh, you know, in movies where, you know, the women are screaming and yelling and it's not like that necessarily. It, you can have a very calm and satisfying birth, uh, both in the hospital or at home or at a birthing center. It depends on your team and the people you have around you and the studying and the decision-making you've done ahead of time to create that space. Definitely. And I think that was another thing that really pushed me towards home birth, at least starting at home, right. Is knowing that, you know, you're less likely to have extra interventions. And so I wanted to at least kind of come from a place of, of letting my body do what it was meant to do. And that if we needed to tap into the hospital, then, you know, we were with the midwives and so they have hospital privileges and we, we could go to the hospital if needed. Um, and I do think it's really important that women, you know, don't wait until, you know, the, the day of to kind of think about the, some of the decisions and, um, that can be made. And, and it's also part of the education because a lot of women don't know that there's decisions that they can make like delayed cord clamping or, um, you know, that's the first one that comes to my mind, but, um, there's, there's just a lot of other, um, decisions that, you know, you're, you're not going to want to make in the moment. And it's good to know, like, at least where you lean, you know, and if that has to change because something changes with mom or baby's health in the, during the process, then it does, but it's nice to go in with that kind of loose plan and sense of where, um, your intuition lies. For sure. That's really, really helpful. Um, what has motherhood taught you? Yeah, I think motherhood has definitely taught me patience. I am a, I am a lot more patient. Uh, so that's, that would be number one. Um, and I think also motherhood just expands your heart to a level that you cannot understand until it happens to you. And so I think it has taught me about how much you can unconditionally love other, other beings. And, you know, just that experience of loving your children is, is unlike anything. Totally, totally. And yes, I understand the patience part. Um, it's definitely something I've had to work on and yeah. our, our children are like, great teachers. They can teach us patience by 
whether it's just learning, you know, going through their emotions and us having to kind of, you know, be, be calm and trying to, you know, reduce their stress while our stress is sometimes elevated at times. But, um, yeah, totally. I, I can totally relate to that one. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. Before we wrap up, I want to ask you, is there a motto you live by? Hmm. That's a great question. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I guess maybe more so that, and maybe it's like something I'm also known for being is just being open and honest and authentic. That's probably, you know, maybe my motto of life um, and the way I choose to live. I think, you know, your motto or your mantra also changes with, you know, the stages and the places you are in your life. But I think for me, you know, it always comes back down to kind of, you know, my authentic self and, and just trying to keep myself aligned with, with who I am. That's beautiful. I really like that to be open, honest, and authentic. It's really nice. So where can people find you online? Yeah. So they can check out our website, natural root.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram. So at Dr. Lana Kewen or the clinic is at natural root health. Um, those would probably be the best ways to, to connect with us. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast. I really enjoyed having you. Thanks for having me. All right, that's it for this episode of the Insider Mom podcast. If you want to join us on social, make sure to go to facebook.com slash the Insider Mom or on Instagram at the Insider Mom or Pinterest at the Insider Mom. So if you also want to become an Insider Mom VIP and get some really cool tips and information that we only share via email in our weekly email, go to insidermom.com and sign up to become an Insider Mom VIP. We hope you join us and we hope you've enjoyed this interview. Stay well until next time. See you then.